Hello, this is a Drawing Matter podcast produced by Machine Radio. The exhibition Disappear Here on Perspective and Other Kinds of Space is showing at the RIBA in London. It's a new commission by Sam Jacobs Studio, which uses drawings from the archive of the RIBA and Drawing Matter to explore the different meanings of perspective and purposes of its deployment. These podcasts are conversation between the curator, Sam Jacob, and those who he feels can help him illuminate the subject. This conversation is with the artist Patrick Hughes, whose drawings explore perspective and use it to subtle and clever effect. He begins by explaining how his work began to engage with perspective. When I started out in art, I wasn't at all interested in perspective. I painted flatly. I used to paint on uh, hardboard with gloss paint on a flat table. A lot of people work on tables. That's an interesting moment when it goes through the 90 degrees and comes up against the wall. So it was a, it's a moment for me to come to be where Sam is at with perspective. It was a, a new thing. It was something I came to later on. How did you, what happened that made you turn it 90 degrees? What, 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 was, what was going on in your mind? Well, it's, I think, it's not just me, I think it's uh, Jackson Pollock. You know, Jack the Dripper did it all flat, and that used to be a system of um, design for kitchen floors. You could just uh, run paint around and you don't see the dirt on the floor. But he did it on canvas, and then it goes up and you, when it's in your face, as we would say, on the wall, you get into it, don't you? But when you're doing it, and I think a lot of, you know, perhaps a lot of people who are drawing are drawing on tables at desks, and then that 90 degree moment is a, is a big moment, isn't it? It's a difference between lying down and standing up, isn't it? But Alberti, like in one of the first descriptions of perspective, just says that a perspective of drawing is like, it's like a, an open window, you know, and a window onto the world, and that's, that relies on it being exactly. on the wall, almost like a window. You can hang it on, on the, yeah. the flat surface of the wall and look through it yeah. into the space of the drawing, just as you can look out of the window into the world beyond. And that, but that, that also relies on its position in space and its position within, like a kind of, within an architecture in, in yeah. a strange in a strange way. It definitely couldn't work flat. There would have to be a hole in the ground, his description would have been. One of the things that perspective does, one of the million things it does, is it takes you somewhere, doesn't it? You're going somewhere, like you're going on a journey, you're going towards infinity, you're going towards the horizon, you're being led, aren't you, always? And even though I made mine sticking out, they still, people still go out and go, go through them, and doors and windows and uh, all sort of apertures and even books, they all do this. Where are we going? You could say that perspective is a kind of trick that turns a two-dimensional object, the piece of paper, and suddenly gives it this kind of weird spatiality. I'm thinking a little bit about your work and about how that works as it comes out of the, it comes out physically out of the surface is three dimensional, and it also relies on the viewer kind of moving as well, which normal perspective doesn't. It's very static in, in a lot of ways. It's the drawing constructs the space outside of the drawing. So if when you stand in front of the 
the boule, for example, which is like central perspective, everything symmetrical, like the whole drawing is there to sort of, I mean, it illustrates a, a fantastical piece of architecture, right? Now, something which, which was and would have never been built. But what it does to you as a viewer is kind of what it's doing to everyone in the, in the drawing itself, which is it lines you up and regiments you as, and in a sense won't let you stand in a three quarter view, look, you know, you have to obey the power of the drawing itself. Yes, the imposing structure of it. Yeah, yeah. I had an epiphany on the whole uh, central station when I was looking down the railway lines and I thought, oh, I'll make some railway lines that come to a point. And I came back from London and made some wooden railway lines painted silver with black sleepers that came to a point. And so I constructed something in forced perspective, which well, once, once Brunelleschi had invented perspective, quite soon after, like in the Palazzo Spali in Rome, the one in Rome, people started to make things, or in the Vicenza a Palladian mm -hmm. uh, theatre, yeah. making forced perspective, making that two-dimensional lie about three-dimensional space, they started to make it in three dimensions. And that's how I started to make things in, in force perspective as uh, theatrical structures sometimes are made. Partly because the stage is wrecked, isn't it? Yeah, but a lot of the kind of, in a way, a lot of the innovation in perspective happens in theatre. Like, yeah, the Teatro Olympico, um, but also in Sergio's book on perspective, it, it really talks about the, the space of the stage theatres more than it talks about you know, the city or the building or the room, which is, which is interesting that, it, that there is this, you could say, sort of thick, constructed fiction to the mm -hmm. way in which it works as a drawing, but also the way in which you can then turn the representational tricks, the page, back into the, back into the real mm -hmm. world. Yeah, I think what I was saying earlier about it, one of the things I love about Friedman Paris is nobody in there. And you pointed out there, were, there was a dead body in there, this kind of person. That those spaces of, that, of perspective are spaces that are theatrical, aren't they? They've got a focus, they've got a meaning, they've got a direction, they, they're putting you somewhere. And it, 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 is, it is very theatrical, isn't it? as opposed to, shall we say, impressionism, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know, to, merely optical, maybe? But it's more than that, isn't it? There's a philosophical uh, departure, and a big, partly because you, you are implying behind perspective this extraordinary geometry of vanishing points, you know? We're all here, so we haven't vanished, but we've been to these vanishing points, aren't we? And all over the the place, there are these vanishing points all around, and they're on the, the horizon, which is where ships used to disappear. Didn't it? If we go back to our earlier days, when we, we went by a ship instead of Eurostar, we'd, we got used to that strange idea of the, of the ship going off the edge of the earth. And, and those ideas of, of infinity and, and the horizon, which are the, the pegs, the, the bases of Perspective are very powerful. Yeah, I mean, Panofsky argues in his book on perspective that it could have only happened in 
Florence at that moment because a conception of the universe had shifted and essentially an idea of a kind of infinite, universal, omnipresent God. And that he relates that to the vanishing point, um, to the ability to conceive of the infinite, but also the complete, you know, kind of the, the thing which is uh, commands all of space, yet can be infinitely distant away. And I suppose in that in that sense, there's always a kind of tremendous kind of ideology at play in in perspective. But you could say also on a practical level, a lot of the technologies of perspective were to do with exploration and like uh, um, uh, fortification. Well, fortification. Yeah. Yeah. As they yeah. Map the world. Yeah. So surveyors and others had to work with these geometries, didn't they? And so, so, some of the great arch- architects were, were also involved, involved in the yeah. surveying, they had to survey the land and they had to fortify the land, though they were often, uh, in Italy especially, holes at each other's throats. But yeah, and I think they were earning, they were, it was a good way to earn some money, to draw, draw some more fortifications, I think. Yeah. that was still available. <laughs> but yeah, so you, I mean, I, what I think is really fascinating, and kind of goes a little bit beyond where the, the, what the show can actually sort of demonstrate, is, is the influence that that abstract idea of the horizon and the vanishing point has had, not just on the way in which we draw space, but the way in which we imagine space and how we picture ourselves in in the world or in the universe but also in a very kind of direct way how those kind of graphic inventions have have restructured the geography of the world oh yeah i, I think your exhibition is is excellent and um, one of the things that's excellent about it is the use of, that you've got of the conception of the horizon and of the mirror, isn't it? Which is, the mirror, which offers us to a, uh, another kind of space, that a flat version of our space nowadays, of, uh, and, and we can enhance the space in our ha- houses, homes, architecture, whatever, by the use of mirror, the kind of doubling by obscuring walls and so on. And um, yeah, the, the 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 philosophy behind it, I think, behind the perspective is very strong. I have, I have a, a number of daft theories. One of my daft theories, because I've just been to the seaside in Belgium yesterday, is that people go to the seaside so they can once again see the horizon. Do you know in the Cockney song you could see if it weren't for the houses in between. And we've always got that, we're looking out the window now and they are up again, and the houses are in between. If, if it weren't like that, we would be able to see somewhere the horizon and, and there we, we would feel freer, instead of being in a small room and always constrained, aren't we? And in that sense, perspective offers you that enormous vista, doesn't it? So you can see all the way to the edge of the world and you can see all the way to nothingness, rather than just being in your bedroom. Just the enjoyment of perspectival space, rather than perspect- using perspective to make a drawing of something else. Yeah. I used to have a studio on the beach at St. Pius, and it was actually on the beach, and a lot of it were they say you're on the beach, you're not actually, there's a road and then the beach. But in 
the St. Ives Studios. And they're on the beach, the sand comes up and it sandblasts the windows. You know, they have to move the sand sometimes. And there you could look out the window. I'd, after about a week I've been there, you don't look out the window. You just carry on with your own work. But it was comforting somehow, but it was there to know that us, uh, the USA was over there. I think there's a more profound uh, rule that I'm, I've come to see that I'm referring to, and that is to say gravity. Because the reason why uh, the buildings are built that way is because you must either go along with gravity, like the sea goes along with gravity, or floors, and indeed ceilings go along with gravity, say, okay, we'll be as flat as gravity is or walls, pillars, and, uh, people when they're walking about defy gravity by being vertical. So the verticals and the horizontals of this world are not arbitrary decisions of architects. They're because of this very, very strong force of gravity which had caused my glasses to fall out of my hand onto the table. And perspective, in an aphorism of mine, is gravity observed. Isn't it? Here we, here we are in a room with uh, a floor and a ceiling and some walls and the walls are holding up the ceiling and the floor has been held up by the walls below and that, that's gravity. But once you begin to look at gravity, it does begin to diminish and rush off quite quickly to the points of infinity, doesn't it? So uh, architects are not daft, you know, they know the building's got to stand up. So they've obeyed gravity, and then as they've drawn it, they've had to draw it as it's perceived. There's a theory by, uh, put forward by Julia Pope, the ex-frontman of Teardrop Explodes, turned uh, um, a Neolithic expert. And he, he describes that turning the vertical, so the, the first stones which were lifted up and turned 90 degrees, just like you were talking about turning a, a painting 90 degrees, was essentially the, the moment that humans expressed their kind of separation from nature because you could suddenly have the vertical or something different because it was defying, defying gravity. gravity. And as soon as you do that, I suppose, you also define horizon. Yeah. Maybe why all of those earthworks are so interested in the vertical and the horizontal. Yeah. Like, yeah, long before it was a representation of maybe that is also encoded into the structures of, of perspectival representation. Yeah, so when I, my, my things are made in, as if they've already been seen. They're made in perspective, made in forced perspective, A, and B, they're made in forced perspective the wrong way around. And we can't face the fact that the far end of the room is, is much nearer to us than the, than the near end of the room. And so we, we push it back again. Rather like in the hollow, it's a version really of the hollow face illusion, my pieces. And the, in the hollow face illusion, you, you also seem to turn and twist against your own movements. So I'm pleased that I've, in my own work, I've used perspective, if you like, against itself. They're made in a way in which you see things, and then you see them, and so that, that, that gives rise to the confusion that to some extent makes them come alive in my mind, in their, as in our physicality brings them to life as we dance and bob about. But in the end I would like people to think about them, that's what you, what you want to do as an artist, is 
right or not, we want to somehow make people think and feel as You've been listening to a Drawing Matter podcast produced by Machine Radio. For news about more podcasts, go to www.drawingmatter.org or follow us on Twitter at Drawing Matter. <laughs>